A few weeks ago, my fiance Renee and I drove down a dirt road and parked in front of this beautiful gate. It kind of had a castle vibe, a compact square tower on each side, connected by this arch which held a sign over the middle of the road, and painted in orange were the words, Oyotunji, Yoruba Village. In front of us is Oyotunji, Yoruba Village, and around us is, you know, willow trees and South Carolina forest. A friend of mine had told me about Oyotunji, a real African village right here in the U.S., just an hour south of Charleston, South Carolina. And it's not one of those tourist places where people in period costumes are recreating an African village. No, this is a real village, real homes, a real community. And if you didn't know you were in South Carolina, you'd swear you were in Africa. How you doing? So, I'm, um, I'm a podcast producer and I'm... Yeah, so I'm, uh, my name is Baudelaire. <laughs> so. Baudelaire, my sister told you we're coming. I'm Ifa Funke. I'm the, um, one of the, <laughs> the number one tour guy here at Oyotunji oh. African Village. The first thing Ifa pointed out was another sign. This one posted in the ground just outside the gate. It says, notice, you are leaving the U.S. You are entering, entering the, the Yoruba Kingdom. Kingdom. In the name of His Highness, Efuntalan, peace. Welcome to the sacred Yoruba village in North America, built by the priests of the Voodoo cults as a tribute to our ancestors. These priests preserve the customs, laws, and religion of the African race. Welcome to our land. This is Atlas Obscura. I'm Baudelaire. We tour the village and meet the people of Oyotunji right after this. Mm. What's your name? Amir. Amir. My name is Baudelaire. Amir, nice to meet you. How old are you? I'm five. Oh. Five? Wow. We had just entered Oyotunji Village when Amir walked over to us. His twin brother Ali followed him over, but Amir did all the talking. Is this a microphone? This is the microphone, yeah. So I'm yes. telling a story I about... I like microphones. About you do? Yes. Mm. I'm telling a story about Oyotunji Village and about why this place is so special. I want to hear it. Hmm. Mm. Well, after it's done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you hear it, all right? Okay. Why do, you, why do you guys think this place is so special? Because there's so much people. Mm, mm. I think this, guess what? I think this place is so special because there's a lot of family. A lot of family. While we were talking to the boys, I noticed an older woman asking around for help moving a big cooler. So I volunteered. I'm uh, getting ready to open up my mind. All right. Her name is Yababa, and in her cooler, she has some cold lemonade, some beers, you know, drinks to relax with on a hot day. How long have you been here at Oyotunji? I'm a founder. Oh, you're a founder? Oh, wow. So you're going to want to talk to me. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ifa was ready to start the tour, but I told Yababa I would definitely check in with her later. Right off the bat, Ifa talked about how this land that Oyotunji sits on is in South Carolina, the first state to join the Confederacy. She also pointed out that Oyotunji is only about 100 yards away from a plantation. So I looked it up. It's called Tamatli Plantation, and it's actually for sale right now. Over a thousand acres, and for a cool $10.5 million, it's yours. You get a gorgeous main house and a pretty big private lake. But the property also comes with a pretty sad history. I found a document from 1860 listing the names and ages of the 138 enslaved Africans of Tamatli Plantation. Ben, age two, 
Rose, 26, Cuffy, 80, a man named July, age 40, who was listed as the driver, and a kid named Independence, aged 8. And what that means to us as Yoruba people is the spirit never dies, spirit never goes anywhere. So all the suppression, the hardship, the struggles that our ancestors went through are right here with us, as well as the coming up from slavery, being freed, that energy is here as well. The houses in Oyatunji are right inside the gate. They're smaller, one-story houses with only a couple rooms each. There's a bigger house for the leader of the village, and there's also eight religious shrines. And all the buildings are pretty close together, especially the houses, which felt really similar to some places I'd visited in Africa. We're a very communal community, which just means all of my business is you all's business, and all of you all's business has in turn become mine. Over the years, Oyotunji's population has fluctuated. It's been as high as 200 and as few as 30. Today, there's about 50 to 60 people in the village, and all of them are expected to do their part, whether it's working in the garden, doing maintenance on a building, or teaching the kids. It's been like this since Oyotunji was founded back in 1970. The original founder was a man named Walter Eugene King. King was born in Detroit in 1928, and his parents were Garveyites, followers of Marcus Garvey who believed in black self-reliance. He also was raised Baptist, but at age 16, he kind of opted out. He couldn't accept the idea that this white Jesus was going to save him and his people. Then, when he was 20, he made a faithful trip to Haiti as part of a dance troupe. Now over in Haiti, he began to study and practice voodoo. He also was introduced to what we would call ancestor reference or ancestor worship. Walter really connected with a Yoruba religion called Ifa Orisha Voodoo. Vudun is how they say voodoo, and Orisha is like a powerful angel, and Ifa, who my tour guide was actually named after, is the Yoruba deity of wisdom and intellectual development. Walter felt like his ancestors brought him to Haiti to reconnect with this spiritual system. In 1949, he moves back to America and goes to Harlem, which at that time is the capital of Black America. Around that time, he also took on a new name, Ofantula Osejimin Adelabu Adefumi. Around Oyatunji, everybody either calls him Adafumi I or Osejimin for short. So from here on, I'll just call him Osejimin. During the 1950s and 60s, Osejimin is running in black nationalist groups, gaining followers, and speaking about the need for black people to return to their ancestral ways. So right there in Harlem, Osejimin is leading ancestral Vodun rituals. They're adopting African names to replace European names. And he and his followers start wearing only African clothes like dashikis. Mind you, this is years before that kind of Afrocentric fashion goes mainstream. And then in the late 60s, a couple of events inspired Osejimin to stop and take stock. When uh, Malcolm got assassinated, when, when Martin got assassinated, it was like, we have to, it's some, we have to do something different. We can't continue to move like this. This is Babalawo. He's currently the head priest at Oyotunji. He told me about this pivotal moment for Osejimin. One of his chiefs uh, said to him, he said, this Orisha thing that we're doing, this, is, uh, this belongs in nature. You can't do this in the city. You know, they, they in the basement, you know, in the cities in New York, in the yeah. basement, drumming. And then, you know, it's like, this is a natural thing. It's the concrete jungle. You gotta, right, <laughs> me in the concrete jungle. This is a natural thing. We got to take this to the, to the bush. We got to take this somewhere down south. So in 1970, Osejimin bought 11 acres of land, and he and a few dozen followers pack up their hand-stitched dashikis and move to South Carolina. And this was nothing but bullshit with snakes, wild, wild animals running through here. 
Uh, they came and it was nothing. They, you know, they had to build little huts to stay in and stuff like that. And they pioneered the land. Cut everything down. Cut everything there. down, you know, years and start building. Oyo is the name of an empire that existed in what is now Nigeria between the 15th and 19th centuries, and Tunji means returns. So these 11 acres were named Oya Tunji to mean that the return of this great Yoruba empire is right here in North America. In 1981, Osejiman actually went to Nigeria to attend a conference where he met the modern-day leaders of the Yoruba kingdom. There, he was honored by the king of the Yoruba people, who was impressed with all of his work. The king of the Yoruba people then gave Osejiman the title of Oba, or king, of the Yoruba people of North America. My first guest, uh, His Highness Adafumi, is king of probably the most unusual community in the United States. The settlement is located... Yeah, that's right. Osejiman found himself a guest on Oprah. That gives you an idea of the kind of attention Oyotunji Village was getting. And the interview is... A little salacious. Like other press coverage of Oyotunji Village, she really zooms in on polygamy, which is a part of Yoruba culture. But rather than talk about Osejiman's reasons for starting the village, they kind of just painted as some wacky and strange place. Osejiman did get this in, though. Well, Oyotunji is like a crucible for planning and researching the sociology of the Yorubas with the idea of... Uh, applying it to the African-American people here. And so uh, the idea there is in that crucible to define and to research every aspect of our traditional civilization, apply it then to African-American life. Osejiman believed that American life was failing African-Americans, and he saw his work, his village, as a way for Africans in America to reconnect with their African heritage. This is how Ifa Funke put it. Oyotunji African Village is a really good place to come and declutter your mind from European mindsets and become more steadfast on what your ancestors or what your destiny has for you. Aoife came here as an adult in 2020, but the idea was also that some people would get to grow up here and maybe avoid the mental clutter altogether. Babalawo, the head priest I talked to, moved here with his mom when he was just four. When I left out the village and began to experience things outside, that's when I knew I said, oh, wow. I really, it's really a blessing growing up here because I have a different mindset and understanding of, of things and how to survive and carry myself at the same time. But when you get older, you really learn to appreciate uh, the wisdom and the knowledge and just the upbringing and the hard work that your elders, um, you know, explain to you and sometimes made you do for your for the for the betterment of, of self. Absolutely. Like I, I think myself, I, I started to lo- love my. Africanness in my twenties, mid mid twenties, you know right, what I mean. And right, right. you growing up here, right, <laughs> you, know right, I mean? right. you already knew it, right? Because it's a different when you're in your twenties and you do it's a little hard. Uh, we built Olutunji because uh, we were taking back our culture. That's Yababa, the elder of the village I met earlier. I caught up with her in the marketplace. She was one of the original founders. And we needed a place where we could call our own, a place where we could do our teaching, a place where we could do our learning, mm-hmm. uh, a place where we could do all the things uh, that was necessary for us to become a stronger nation. Mm-hmm. And over the years, uh, I'm sure you've seen just thousands of people walk through here. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How does that feel? You know, this, this place good. that you built. It feels good, especially when we see tourists mm. with children. Mm. Uh, uh, we're very uh, happy about that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. very happy about having tourists come uh, because 
That spreads the word for us. Yeah, yeah. It'd been great to have an Oya Tunji when when you were a child, I imagine. Excuse you know? me? Like when you were a child, I'm sure you would have loved to come to a I place I would like... have loved to have came to a place <laughs> like Ola Tunji and uh, 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 being aware of my blackness mm-hmm. and uh, to know that I had a culture mm-hmm. uh, that came from West Africa. How proud would I have been? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when these school children come... Ooh. <laughs> when these school children come here and... They see the buildings, and they see the culture, and they see or uh, uh, go on the tour uh-huh. and everything. They go back to school, and they say, oh, I'm so proud. I'm this, and I'm that, and I, I found out where my heritage is, and I found that, that uh, I'm, a, I'm a real African. I'm coming from uh-huh. Africa. My, 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 my people are from Africa. Mm-hmm. My ancestors are from Africa. We learned about ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they come, they learn things like it maybe have been explained to them, yeah. but in a different way. Yeah. Now they get you to know. touch it and see it. And see it and feel it and smell it and walk on it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. is our backbone. If you want to see and walk through Oyatunji Village yourself, you can get in touch on their website, www.oyatunji.org. We'll drop that link in the show notes. A special thanks to Ifa, Babalawo, and Yababa, and a special shout out to my new friends, Amir and his brother Ali. How are you done with the story? I want to hear it. Um, I'm going to be done with the story probably in about maybe a few weeks. It takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a long time. Well, then I don't want to hear it. What? Because it's going to be for a long time. Yeah, but... Well, see, here's the thing is that today... I'm gonna record it, right? it takes time to build a village, and it takes time to make a podcast. And this podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes... Dylan Theres, Doug Baldinger. Chris Naka. Camille Stanley. Willis Ryder Arnold. Sarah Wyman. Manolo Morales. Gianna Palmer. Tracy Samuelson. John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. My name is Baudelaire. Witness Docs from Stitcher.